0: Welcome to The Swell Suite, everybody. We are back with another great episode, and our guest is Nadine Elizabeth Brown. Nadine is like a hospitality master. She spent over 20 years in the D.C. area restaurant industry. She holds certifications, she's been a wine judge, and she's a writer. But most importantly now, she's a wine consultant. So she will help you get your restaurant together, get your wine library together, or just get your palette together. Her company, At Your Service, offers a wide range of services, and she tells us all about that and how her whole journey started. While you're listening to this conversation, don't forget to like and subscribe and share the episodes you're listening to. Cheers, y'all. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Hey, we got Leslie in the house, and we have a very special guest, Nadine Brown. Hey, girl. Hey. 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 (laughs)
1: <laughs> finally
0: oh my goodness how are y'all doing good very good same same
1: living a dream living the wine dream
0: I love that I love that Leslie you have a birthday coming up <laughs> I do well, are you going somewhere
2: I, well, I'm not going anywhere but you know I turned the um magical half century mark mm-hmm. um almost two years ago. And I didn't do anything because we had gone back into lockdown and and then, um, and it was the same time that I was launching my company. And honestly, I was that day on my birthday, I was sitting and listening to an Abra hearing to make sure I could get a liquor license. Um, So two years later, I am going to have a little brunch. And uh, you would be very proud of me, uh, Sarita. We are going to go uh, to listen to belladonna Donna.
0: How lovely!
2: I know you know that struggle that I have about being over fifty and listening to go-go. Um,
0: <laughs> so we're gonna. So they they have
2: a brunch. Um, they have a
0: brunch where?
2: At um, but that's the blues and jazz club. Oh,
0: okay that makes sense then okay and uh yeah so it's the brunch and then the show and so oh my gosh that sounds cute that's so cute my mom went to see war did she she did she went to see war last week and it was at I think it was also in Bethesda or is it Arlington whatever that um that arena is in. I forgot the name of it. And I know. I know. Dinner. What you're talking about. Yes. Anyway, mm-hmm. but she went mm-hmm. to see War, and she said it was one of the best shows that she's seen, and she's she's amazed at how they keep. You know, some of the band members have. You know, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. and they keep replacing them, and she said they sound exactly the same. That is
2: really good. Yeah. Like, but yeah. when, when does it become? When does it become like a
0: tribute band, but actually with the name? You <laughs> well, know, they what got I mean? they got one standing member left. They got one. That's the original, but yeah, maybe after after that, you know, I don't know.
2: Like like the temptations, right? Like how many temptations are out there?
0: <laughs> and they're still doing their temptation review. It's true. So I had a pretty chill weekend, but uh, yesterday I participated in a Trentadoc virtual tasting await. Oh, I have my, my is blurred. Oh, you guys can't see it. Anyway, I'm drinking bubbles from Mm -hmm. um, Trinidad. This is my third time having this wine and it's all, uh, because of like a masterclass that I participated in. Mm -hmm. I've never seen this on the shelves and it's a shame. Um, I'm not sure who carries it. I have to check the website, but anytime that this region does anything in the city, I'm, I'm involved because their wines are beautiful. Guys, if you've never heard of uh, Trentadoc, it's a Italian wine region in the mountains, two hours from Venice. It's all sparkling wine, and let me see if I can remember the grapes. Okay, Chardonnay, uh, Pinot Noir, Pinot Bianco, and Munier. You know So that's it. But their well, wines are beautiful. I, I don't think you've
1: ever had that.
0: No. Oh man. I haven't either. <laughs> yeah, I have to. You know, I have to write them because they have to get that. And at least wine shop, at least get it to chats so we can buy it. So but no the wine's great.
2: Um, was it sponsored by a particular distributor
0: or was it? Um it's a PR firm. Okay. Yeah, it's one of the PR firms. One of the okay. Ones. Yeah. Okay. So Nadine, welcome to this world. We we are so happy to finally have you on the show.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to be here.
0: Yay. How was your weekend? Did you do anything wine related?
1: I did. I went to. Uh, I was in Charlottesville, mm-hmm. um, Virginia. You know, about two and a half, three hours, depending on how ninety five is. Um, and it was a um, a wine festival, but it was um, you know. So I toured some vineyards with a group of some of some were wine professionals. Um, all African American, um, you know, people looking to get into the business. Um, we went to not a whole lot, we went to like three wineries, you know, barrel tastings with the winemaker, um, dinner with the winemaker and just had some, you know, great fellowship and amazing Virginia wines. Um, you know, I've been a, a fan and ambassador for Virginia wines for a long time. And it's great to see um, the evolution and, and how far how far those wines have
0: come. What was the name of the festival? Universe. Cool. Well, you're a big you're a big fan of like drinking local.
1: I, I am, that- you know, kind of local to to where you are, you know, local and and small producers, um, but just a an out, you know, a big fan of of wine. But you know, um, even the big guys, you know, a lot of the big guys started small, mm-hmm. uh, and um, diversity in wine and all sorts of things is is really good you know so it's support that's part of the reason why I think you need to small support some of the small um, local and small producers is that all the wines don't start tasting the same right Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Uh, yeah yeah
1: and it's jobs right I mean there's there's especially in the states right Uh, or small regions that are um, you know, just figuring it out and a lot of these people, they have their day jobs and they're doing this on the side and it's, you know, it's a passion project. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's important to support them.
2: I don't think many people realize that, especially the, the local vineyards, the small vineyards, you know, this is, this is their, maybe their first job and their day job is supporting their first job, you know what I mean why it's so important to support these local vineyards so they can you know, continue to produce great wine, but people don't realize the expense that it is involved in. Um, and that's why many of them still have day jobs when they're
1: doing this. Yeah, and you was much, much less of that in, in Virginia, I think so, definitely with some of the, the other states. you know Virginia so a longer wine history than, than you would think. Uh, I think there are 300, 350 wineries there mm-hmm. um, now and and you know starting to be like second generation. a lot of them were farmers you know from the 40s. Um, so it's just it's just it's an exciting it's an exciting time to be a wine lover. I think there's just so much innovation and access to um, interesting things. And and yeah, I, I really think it's, a, it's an exciting time to be a wine lover.
0: And it's Virginia Wine Month. So those was a really good time for to, for everyone to explore Virginia wines. Um, for, this question is for both of you, but Leslie, I want you to go first. I have never asked you this question at all. Do you have a favorite Virginia winery? <laughs> you know what?
2: I do, but let me say that my exposure—and I'm embarrassed to say this—is very limited to Virginia wine. Mm-hmm. Don't be embarrassed. So, um, because I spend so much of my time on the other side of the bridge, but I do, I do have a favorite Virginia wine. Free. Would you Are like you to was, know? Yes, okay. I would like to know. <laughs> We're like holding our <laughs> breath. Yeah. I like I I like Stone Tower.
0: Oh, that's, yeah, that's gorgeous. I like Stone
2: Tower and I like
0: um, Blue Valley. Yeah. Those are good ones. Delaplaine, yeah. Oh, (laughs) is is that your favorite? Um, I like Delaplaine. I wouldn't, you know, I I couldn't pick one.
1: Barbersville and Charlottesville was the first winery and vineyard that I visited, Mm -hmm. um, you know, 20 something years ago. So they they have a, a, you know, a a special... um, a place spot in my wine journey and and uh, they make really good really consistent wines um but I couldn't I could not pick one Mm. uh there's a winemaker uh called Ben Jordan he makes a couple different wines um so almost like anything that he makes but yeah I
0: can't yeah it's 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 tough it's yeah it's it's really tough but um I I guess my top two would be uh early mountain and yeah. I, of course, everybody knows I'm obsessed with bubbles. So Early Mountains makes great bubbles. And then also um, Green Hill. Yeah. Green Hill makes great bubbles, too. Yeah, like Veritas
1: lizard. makes great bubbles. They do. They really Veritas do. makes great bubbles. But I had, you know, I had like um, like Skin Contact, um, Petite Mensang that was like six oh years old and Carbonic, um, what's the name, uh, Malvasia. and. Oof. You know, just some really, you know, of course, really great Cap Francs and um yeah. So just really exciting, you know, interesting things going on.
2: You had mentioned the trip that you were on. There were people who were interested in the wine field getting in the wine field. And I, I can only imagine that you are approached by people who are trying to get into the wine field. And I'm curious to know, what advice and actually this could go to you also Serena what do you tell people when they're asking about becoming a part of this family cult
1: yeah (laughs) that's a good that's a good question you know and um um they I think the this group was definitely um Maybe a step above that because they were like Roots Fund scholars, um, you know, had taken like intro, you know, WSCT, you know, the first, first, um, you know, first class. Um, but even then, still trying to, you know, figure out where in the wine industry they they want to go. Um, I do get from a lot of people I think that just don't like their jobs (laughs) you know just like have no joy and are literally just looking for some joy and it seems like a profession where where you can do that um you know they're tax accountants or you know (laughs) whatever um you know DC policy wonk people um so you know I I say to just um, a couple of things, you know, just that wine is a, a journey and not a marathon, um, and that you can. I mean, absolutely, I encourage anyone if they really want to get into the business, um, but you can you can still get pretty far without, um, you know, making making it your your living. Um, yeah, taking a class. I I, I definitely start start by uh, reading. Tasting, you know, I say, you know, the poor, the poor lady in the corner at the supermarket, you know, who's trying to pour you some wines as everybody walks by, you just take every tasting opportunity that you can.
0: You know, I have to admit, um, there was, this happened to me twice this year when someone asked me um how do you like just these big general questions? How do you do what you do? How do I get into the wine industry? I was kind of looking at them and like a deer in headlights. I got girl, I don't know. I have no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like I do, but I don't. You know what I mean? I had a very organic path, Same. and you know, it was it it wasn't strategic at all. Um, I didn't plan much of anything, so it's 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 kind of hard to give words of encouragement. So a lot of times I just say, just jump in, just jump in, follow good wine people on social media, read wine books. Um, and oh, what am I? Uh, yeah, one thing I always say is find a good wine shop or a good wine bar and just get on their mailing list. And like you said, Nadine, just taste as much as you can. And then once you feel a little bit more comfortable, jump into a class, You know, do whatever, just taste, just drink wine. You know, you'll start to meet people.
2: I think that's it. I think both of you guys, that's the best advice that you can give somebody is just drink wine. Because you know, regardless of the certifications that you have, right? You you only get a snapshot of what wine is from that. Like you'll get some historical facts and in regional. Geographical things like that, but until you start tasting and you're able to con- compare regions from other regions and um, different styles, you'll never really have a, 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 a fundamental foundation. I don't think anybody knows everything, but you, you feel more comfortable because you've been able to experience those other items.
0: Yeah, I mean, and people think that wine language and verb is just complicated. But the more you hear it, you'll start to repeat it. And I mean, just like any other language. So Nadine, tell us like a little bit about your backstory. Where did you grow? Where did you grow up? Um, I read that you wanted to study social work in the States. Like, I, I we need to know the whole story. How did you how did you get into wine?
1: Yeah, I loved how you said that your, you know, your journey was was really organic. um, And mine was as well. I think that it can still happen that way today. But I think it's a little it's a little different, Um, you know, pros and cons for both. Um, But I'm originally from Jamaica. I left Jamaica when I was 12 and went to high school in Puerto Rico and was in Puerto Rico for five years. Uh, I just sound like a fox anchor lady. (laughs) With this accent, I have no idea. (laughs) That's a whole other podcast. But um, I always wanted to work with kids. Um, And I went to school and got my bachelor's in social work. Um, And, you know, I was living in Boston, and I think I broke up with some guy and, um, you know, moved to D.C. So when I graduated high school and moved to Boston, my family left, you know, I left from Puerto Rico to Boston, which I don't recommend
0: <laughs> for weather-wise. Why Boston? Why about, was your family? The school,
1: the school was there. I was oh, going to it. college. Right. Yeah. Okay. The, the school um, was there. Um, and then they left from Puerto Rico to DC. So DC hadn't really been home, um, you know, but like coming home from Christmas break and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I moved in, broke up with some guy, moved back home with my mom, um, and try to find a job in the in the in the field. You know, this is '97. DC was very different than it is today. Um, you know, try to find a social a social work um, job, and that was proving difficult. I think I worked at Moto Photo for like two weeks um you know developing people's film i say that to some people now and they're like what you took your film someplace to get it developed <laughs> yes uh and then i saw an ad in the in the post uh, new french restaurant opening on Capitol hill they were looking for a host no experience needed um you know i was like yeah i'll do this for you know the rest of the summer and then in september go back um you know, to to find a social go back into the social work field. Um, And that was 2020 plus 20. I've been saying 20 years um, for about five, you know, for about 25 years now, whatever, whatever 20 2017. So now I don't math well. (laughs) Um, Yes, so I I started in, um, you know, in restaurants and um, just fell in love with, um, you know, the chaos of restaurants. Um, I almost, I call myself a, a hospitality professional that specializes in, in wine, you know, cause so I, you know, like hospitality is like my, my larger, you know, is a larger umbrella, um, for me, which, which you need, um, which has served me really well like even if I'm doing a private event or a virtual thing or you know the name of my company is called at your service um you know if you're working in a tasting room you know I think if you have your your ethos as you know even even you Leslie right um with with your club you know just having that 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 feeling of of, um taking taking care of other people so that's how I started and I um you know, so I was hosting, and then um, I started typing up the the daily specials. It was a French bistro. Um, then I moved down to the to the office. Um, I asked. Um, I still I started reading about wine actually before I started drinking it. Um, there were when Beast opened it was Bistro Beast. It's still there on Capitol Hill. Um, there were a lot of collectors that came in, I mean, the, this region has a lot of, you know, serious wine collectors and wine lovers. So I did get some um, incredible early exposure. I teased that I went from Boone's Farm to Montrachet and kind of jumped over. <laughs> so I jumped over, you know, even before I realized, you know, just ridiculous stuff, you know, from, from these uh, collectors. Um, so then I started re- reading about what I was drinking um, the first book I ever read is still back here was about champagne and wars. Um, and so it was a bit about champagne, but it was more just the stories of the region, um, you know, how they hid their champagne from the Nazis during World War II. And, um, you know, how the Turks were always fighting with someone and they, um, you know, and how that led to dessert wine. And um, so I, I, I really like the Uh, My ADHD brain loves all the rabbit holes of wine, you know, so even if you get sick of reading about trellising, and you're like, Oh, I can read about history and then Oh, there's some geology over here. Um, And I'm digressing a little bit but that's how I that's how I started. Um, I ended up. um, I became a manager I actually wrote um, wrote the owner and the manager at the time I was like I know. I'm not ready to be a manager. Let me know what I need to do. Cause that was like my goal. You know, this is three or two, two and a half, three years in, um, you know, from not knowing what a two top was, um, you know, when I started um, and they took a chance on me, you know, probably because they could pay me, I don't know, 20, You know, not a lot, but I was not, I mean, I was not ready, uh, but I had my business card I mean, it was not that I wasn't ready. You know, I had that hospitality, but I hadn't waited tables before. You know, it was hard leading, you know, leading this group of servers. Um, um, And wine was my my weak sooth. So I took my first wine captain's class really to help me, you know, catch up, um, you know, in terms of being a manager, not really knowing not knowing the wine. But there was still that, you know, that that interest. Can you
0: tell us what a wine captain is and what the class was like?
1: I think was just, it was just, it's probably a term that they used, you know, more back in the day. So it would be, a, I don't know if they used to call Smalier's wine captain or if it was just like, you know, a, a, a server. Yeah. So wine captain was just the name of the of the class. It was like nine weeks you know pretty intensive like you were saying Leslie like a great overview of you know the whole world and a lot of tasting. Um, so that was my first kind of formal formal education you know in a time in DC there weren't there weren't a lot of songs there were a lot of like owners did the wine programs or you know the general manager did the wine program. there was a gentleman called Mark Slater that was at Citronelle like he was kind of the you know the only sommelier that that I that I that I knew at that time I mean there were some others but I hadn't I hadn't met them yet like Andy Myers and um, some other people that had been in the city yeah
0: so you take your wine captain class um do you feel more comfortable about wine after that is that when you moved to Charlie Palmer
1: um I did start uh, feeling more comfortable and kind of you know um Seeing that this could be uh, almost like a specialty, like I was saying about you know hospitality, and you kind of specialize um, in in something. Um, so then I left. Um, I left Beast, and um, because I was managing, and it's twelve hour days, and it was you know I really wanted to study wine, you know, more seriously. Um, so I started waiting tables, and it was great. You could work a lunch shift, go to a go to a portfolio tasting, you know, on your lunch break, and then come back and work dinner. Um, or if like there was a tasting, someone could. It was just a lot more flexibility um, in terms of you know in terms in terms of studying, you know. So I was I was I think that's probably what you mean about um, organic, like I was driven, but I wasn't like, I didn't have a end, I didn't have a complete end goal where I think today, like people are literally like, you know, they're 20, I want to become, a, you know, MS and kind of, you know, have a, have a tract, um, to go, to go down. Yeah. So I worked, I worked at Sequoia which is in Georgetown <laughs>
0: as a server. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. First time walked out on me. I was, yeah, I'm not the best server. I mean, you have know, to get organized. I used to write, I mean, it's okay. I'm okay, but you know, like water table 22, like I can't I some servers who can remember, you know, like a six tops um, menu, but, but you learn, you learn a little bit. Um, know everything that everything that you do Um, yeah and then i found out charlie was coming to town Um, i googled him i think godfather of american cuisine and he seemed like a chef that was uh, just personally a wine lover he has still has a a restaurant in vegas called oriel oriel Um, and they have this famous tower where they have women, because uh, it's Vegas, they're called wine angels. They're kind of on harnesses and they hoist up. They're hoist up and they pull the wine. But you know, he he was on the cover of Wine Spectator a couple couple months ago. A side you know, note, when
0: I when I read about the wine angels, I was a wine angel for Halloween one year. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, funny. so you know what I mean. Um, when I went yeah. at a winery, I had wings and everything. Is it yeah, it's yeah. dreadful, but it was fun.
1: Yeah, so I mean Charlie was on the cover of Wine Spectator like two months ago, and I think that kind of sums up, you know, why I thought that he was a, um, you know, a, a chef. I was like, I want to work for for this guy. I went, I took the train to New York. where He had another restaurant with my resume in hand, because <laughs> you know one of the investors told me that um, it was opening. Um, I was going to give it to the sous chef that I knew was going to open this one, but he was off that day. Um, I took it in when they're constructing the restaurant and gave it to a construction worker. <laughs> uh, I went back another time and he was there. Um, and then I was there for, for 14 years. But, um, you know, when I, when I finally got to the, you know, Keith Goldston, who is an a master Somalian who was starting the program, he already had uh, the two psalms that he needed. Um, so they're like, you know, you, will you come in as a captain, which is a server, you know, kind of a, a high, yeah, a captain. Um, and I did, um, and I remember um, just helping the wine team out, you know, like even before we opened, you know, there's maybe two weeks of training and, getting the restaurant set up, I mean, like long six hour trainings, and tasting the, the, the food. Uh, so I would do that with the whole staff. And then after everybody went home, I would stay with the wine team, um, opening bottles and helping them putting, you know, volunteering my time. And I remember people were like, you know, you're not getting paid for this. I'm like, I'm learning under an MS. And sure enough, six months later, you know, someone left or, you know, I started as the assistant so that was in 2003 and then 2005 again not ready and <laughs> i took over the program in 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 2005 ready but not ready i don't know if that makes sense yeah
2: it it does it's like um i don't know if you read it and and some people don't necessarily agree with it but lean in yeah like yeah. you were you were ready you had all the skills you just have the experience
1: yeah I'm learning the you know Mm -hmm. learning the um you know there's always a picture of the psalm and we're just tasting but it's it's a lot of just excel spreadsheets and costing stuff out and a lot of math (laughs) Uh, but that was Brian uh, Voltaggio who was the chef uh that, oh, that
0: wow got you okay mm-hmm.
1: that so i worked with him you know until he opened Volt for first six six years or seven years of charlie palmer and he was the one who actually was like you can do this nadine because charlie asked me i was like uh um and he's like you can you know you could do this
0: I mean, of course you could, because you chased them down. You went to the, you got on the train. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but it was like
1: 24 months after that, right? <laughs> it was 24 months after that. And I had my little wine captain course. I think I'd started, I was just starting the WSET. Um, at the t- I did the, it wasn't called a certified at the time because they didn't have the wine. Um, Court of Master Psalms didn't have four tiers. It was just three. Um, So I'd I'd taken, you know, the first one. So it was just in terms of my studies was just kind of getting, getting started.
0: Your story is very similar to like Leslie's story. Because Leslie, I remember when you told your story, how you volunteered at a wine shop and you volunteered to stock so you could read labels and read inventory and stuff. Do you think that there is a difference between the way other generations are motivated. And Nadine, would you
1: like to go first? I don't, I don't know. Um, A little bit, a little bit, you know, I think, um, and not even completely, you know, fault of their own, you know, because I think they've, they've, you know, seen, um, I think it's hard, you know, if you think about it, like everyone born like after (laughs) 9-11, right? I mean, it's just been two decades of just... Right, the recessions and and stuff, and and um, just being taken advantage of, you know. So I think there there is a little bit of hesitance, um, you know, maybe to to put yourself. But even at the time, I had friends, you know, telling me, um, you know, you know, you're not getting paid for that, um, you know, mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of thing. Yeah.
2: I I think. Um... I think I think this generation has motivation. Their motivation is different, um, and I think what is what is similar. Listening to your story, Nadine, I didn't know anybody in the wine industry. I knew people who liked wine, but I didn't know anybody in the wine industry, so I didn't have that connection. And I, you know, I wasn't googling people to say, oh, could you be my mentor or what have you? And I think this generation, they have more visible mentors and especially in the DC area, there are more mentors, there's more um, attention paid to people. So, you know, they, they are bold, I would say, and, you know, they were like, well, will you be my mentor or what have you and have that connection. But I think, I think there's still moxie out there. Um, it's just applied differently. Yeah.
1: And there is, a, I mean, there is a little bit like, well, you gotta pay me for my, you know, you gotta pay me for my, for my time. Um, yeah, but I I do, I do, I am, I am constantly impressed with, you know, young young people for sure
0: so Nadine tell us about at your service and what you do
1: yeah so it's it's kind of um it's kind of hard um to explain because it's a lot of different it's a lot of different things um it's hard to explain you know it's just a wine uh wine consulting company would be the large thing but then especially in dc what does that mean they're consultants all over right all over the place um and it really started out of you know during the the lockdown the pandemic and people reaching out to do virtual virtual events um you know i've done everything from birthday parties to work with banks to john hopkins um sometimes i'm like the third, you know, like an events planner is working with a client, and they will they will contact me, and I'm just part of the larger program, um, f- you know, for them, um, you know. So there's that part, um, some in person um, as well, um, but I've been doing some. Well, it's not really under at your service, but doing some wine writing, um, and then consulting with with restaurants. Um, helping them build their wine list. I'm working on a new restaurant opening on Eighth Street right now. Um, just start, you know, making a wine program uh, f- for them. Um, you know, is taste- that
0: the one called Irregardless where there's like a the tasting menu and um, the wines?
1: Um, no.
0: Oh, I mean, that, okay. That one's
1: open. This is. They're still. It's still under construction.
0: Oh, wow. It's, oh, still, okay.
1: it's still under. It's still under construction um yeah
0: oh, very cool
1: but I've also done you know people call me they're like uh, my wine cellar is a mess can you come in and organize uh-huh. it and, and catalog um different things you know I had a friend um who lives in Hollywood um nothing came out of it um he was working with a production they were working on a a, a show a wine related show Um, and he'd done like a movie or something and they talked about a Bordeaux, but it was a Chateauneuf bottle and he was like, no, you need a wine consultant (laughs) other than, you know, so the, so the, the possibilities, right, are not endless, but it's, it's a little bit of like, sure, I I can do that, (laughs) you know? Yeah.
0: That's awesome. And I, I saw you on Carlton's show. Nomad, yes, yes, on CNN. Yeah, that was awesome. That was so great. Yeah, that was was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, Nadine, these are our closeout questions, and actually, these are for all of us, so we all can answer. Awesome. So, here we go guided tasting or self explore.
1: Self? Oh, boy. You go first, Leslie.
2: <laughs> I Like a guided tasting, because I want to hear what I, I, I want to hear what they have to say.
1: Yeah, I did a big self-explore tasting yesterday. It was kind of the first time and that was fun. Um, if you do self-explore, I just I needed more information like on, you know, paper. Mm. um yeah I heard making decisions
0: yeah because um a few weeks ago when we recorded this um this podcast episode and it was what kind of wine uh like traveler are you do you like to have a guide to like walk you through everything or do you like to like just sort of explore by yourself and um Tanisha she was on a panel and one of the guests were saying that um, this, this next wave of travelers, they don't like guided tastings, they, they just want you to point them in the direction and let them go by themselves. So um, I thought that was really interesting. Um, again, I'm a Libra guy, so I want both. Um, I want to taste everything first by myself. And then you tell me about it. If it could be like a wine museum, you know how you see the um sort of like the yeah. writing on the wall and you do yeah. the wine in front of it. If I could do that so I could see the history and taste at the same time, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any wine or restaurant pet peeves? Hmm.
1: Um, I think white wines too cold like served in a, in a restaurant if, if they're if they're if they're too cold or you know in in storage um or they're too warm um that's that's definitely that's definitely one um you know back to the marketing a little bit and and the um you know there's there's a lot of there's some big, and it's not, I'm not against big, um, you know, big wine conglomerates and stuff like that. I think um, I don't like the oversized um, influence that they have on what we, what we drink. I mean, they dictate like what's on that, you know, the cap in the supermarket, you know, it's it's a, it seems like a little thing, but it's it's a it's a very coveted location, um, and you know they dictate like what goes at what eye level, um, you know. So it really influences, and I think sometimes it makes the wines really similar, um, you know, in style, which I think at the end of the day hurts the whole wine industry, right?
2: I don't like because it it's overwhelming i do not like the 32 page wine menu i hate that i like really come on now um the other thing i don't like a lazy wine menu too you know what i mean like why do we have what what is what is this right yeah (laughs) Kendall Jackson doing on my. I dressed up. I got in the Uber. Exactly. And then, I hate. I hate that. I hate. I hate that. Hate that. It just speaks volumes to who is running that beverage program. Those are those are my big two. My pet peeves. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Um. One of my pet peeves is a temperature that is too high in a wine shop. And. Uh, it's too warm in the wine shop. Sometimes they have wine in the windows. Mm-hmm. Sun just beating <laughs> down on yeah. it. Um, And I'm like, oh, I know that's not right. I, I know in my soul that it. it's not right. So I'm not buying yeah. anything from that window. Okay. Favorite rosé region.
1: <laughs> Favorite rosé region. Oh my goodness. What's yours, Leslie? <sighs> okay, so let me say this. I'm gonna be the Libra here.
2: You know, at one point there was just like, your go-to place. But now that Rosé is so much better, I can't say, oh, I'm just, you know, this is this is the place, yeah. oh man. Yeah,
1: uh. Yeah. it's almost, I like, I like a lot of Grenache-based rosés, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going through a kind of really enjoying um, kind of higher acid, really bright wines, so I've been having some really cool Greek rosés, which are, you know, for varietals, I cannot Mm -hmm. pronounce, Um, that's another thing I say all the time, you don't have to know (laughs) how to pronounce the wine to enjoy it um what was the other it was like grease um oh will oh, come to me I just had it on the tip of my tongue um yeah it depends on the day and what and what I'm eating you know I think you, you for a while there were a lot of just these like really pale you know Provence style became the standard um and I like that style but they're there's a, a range of colors, right? Of, of roses and it, it changes with what you're um, eating. Um, and with myself and just talking about wine more, I'm, I'm trying to bring it back to connecting wine with food um, which just changes the whole conversation and
0: um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my answer is gonna be anything from Portugal anything from portugal yeah yeah um, just, that's just the whole yeah i mean everything is so great that comes from there it's like that in between it's they have some light versions and then they have yes. some darker richer rosés. so i i yeah anything from portugal yeah okay um have you ever drunk wine or spirits from a coffee mug absolutely
1: Absolutely. Any, any, I mean, everything, anything except for start those white styrofoam things, <laughs> they're bad for you and bad for the planet. Um, you know, one of my best wine experiences, memorable, was like a 1990 Latour out of a red solo cup, huh? Having Papa John's pizza, and you know, the, the glass matters, but it doesn't, but it does, yeah, it, it showed just fine, <laughs> and, uh, yeah.
2: I think there's like there's there's a point where you want some wine right like you're not yeah. sitting there trying to figure out the notes or compl- just mm-hmm. give me some wine with my food and we just call it a night
0: yeah yeah absolutely I've absolutely have champagne from a, um, a coffee mug when um, the hotel was taking too long bringing up wine glasses. This is what we're about to do. <laughs> this wine is getting warm. Just open yes, the bottle. We yes. are, we're all good. I've so. done
1: those little cups, those little bathroom cups
0: in the hotel. <laughs> you're <lying>. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the paper. You know. But. Oh, how fun. Okay, last question is for Nadine. Uh-huh. Uh, Le- Leslie, you're not on TikTok, right? No, no. Okay. I watch right. it but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nadine, what was your favorite TikTok that you made? I'm
1: more on Instagram than TikTok. I am okay. on TikTok, you know, right now I'm just kind of posting my Instagram stuff there. My favorite? Oh, one of my favorite was actually with cognac and I'm I'm holding a cognac pouring it into a, a mug that said uh-huh. man mug. I saw that um, one. And it was, yeah, it was just saying something about, you know, um, not to wallow in your not to wallow in, um, in shit. Yeah.
0: yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love your, I love your content and your, your videos are so fun. I absolutely love it.
1: Thank you. It's a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun.
0: Well, that is the show. Thank you so much for joining us sweet today. Before you go, please tell everybody where they can follow you and any events or um, anything coming up we need to know about.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I still, my website is still pending, but I think the f- easiest way is Nadine Wine Brown on Instagram.
0: All right. Awesome. Leslie, anything um, you need to share with anybody? Any events coming up?
2: Love to share. (laughs) We have um, a wine tasting with Eva Pimper. I don't know if um, people are familiar with Eva Pimper, but she is a New Zealand winemaker. Um, She makes this really good uh, Sauvignon Blanc and Chardonnay. And um, I know, I know, (laughs) Serena. Do not go into anaphylactic shock because I said something good about Savion on Block. <laughs> um on the fourth. On the fourth in the Navy Yard. So you can like take look up our website, thewineconcierge.co, and um, join us there. I think you really will enjoy it.
0: Yay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, for me, I released merch this week for the Yay! first time. Yay. So I have sweatshirts. Um, I have two sweatshirts. One's green, one's black. Um, I have a jigsaw puzzle. And I feel like I have one more thing. I cannot remember. Oh, I have socks too. Do you are is the book also available? Oh, sure. You can still buy the book. All very right, everybody. Cool. That is a wrap. thank you for
1: having me, thank Lady. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nadine. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Suite. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Leave us five stars and leave us a comment. We love ratings. Also, be sure to follow all of us on social media. Myself at Vine Me Up. Glenn is at Vino Noir. Girl Meets Glass is Tanisha. Vino 301 is Leslie. And you can follow the Swirl Suite podcast account at Swirl Suite. The Swirl Suite is now a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Vine Me Up Media.